What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez here reporting to you and yours live and direct. Listen, I am so blessed and encouraged to know that you're tuning into the Hope Huddle podcast on behalf of Hope Center. We're in the vision series, and this is part three of the vision series. It's been incredible to hear the testimonies of what God is doing through these messages, and I hope that today's message is a blessing to your life. Today's message, we focused on the importance of having faith for your vision. Faith is essential. It's the vehicle for your vision, and so my prayer is that you activate your faith for this year would you say with me vision all right say it like you ate some uh some good some good daniel fast breakfast say with me vision so we've been discussing vision over the last two weeks and um and I want to know, do I have any folks that, uh, that wear glasses in the house? Show of hands if you wear glasses in the house. This, Lord have mercy. There's majority of us. Praise the Lord. And, and for all those uh, bougie, sophisticated folks that always flaunt the fact that they don't need glasses, let me hear you. Where you at? I can't, I can't stand y'all. You too, Donovan? I'm a, you know, I wear glasses. Uh, I'm predominantly contact lenses. Anybody like me, you got, you do both, right? I wear, I wear glasses and I wear contact lenses, predominantly contact lenses. Um, but recently I had a situation occur. Um, for those that wear predominantly contact lenses, you know that the struggle is real when you're down to, you know, usually I get my one to two year supply of contacts. And then, and the struggle gets real when you're down to like your last two, right? Because you know what that means. You got to re-up. You got to refill. I know where you work, so that's not. Listen, I'm going to talk to you later. You know, I got to re-up. That means I have to go. Got to go to the doctor, and I got to get my, you know, um... So, so I, I saw that I was down to my last two contacts, but I said, you know what, it's, it's all right. I'll hold off from, from going to visit um, uh, the doctor's office. I have, I have my, my, my glasses, so I'll hold off. I'll stay with these two, and whenever, you know, I need to switch to my, to my glasses, um, then I'll do that. Uh, but how many have children in this place? How many have children? And you know that when you have children... The struggle is even more real. The struggle is even more real. I saw my daughter. She was holding my glasses one day. Like children, you know, they like to pick up things and they like to just kind of grab everything. My baby's, you know, going on one and a half. And, and so anyways, I see her with my eyeglasses. And, and for those that are parents, I don't know, don't judge me, but I'm constantly, if, you, if, you, if they had an audio recording of me and my, my wife in our house, it's, it's a constant, hey, no, don't touch that. Don't do that. Hey, I, and it's like, okay, baby, good job. All right, thank you. Hey, don't touch that. Oh, please, don't do that. Okay, all right, thank you, baby. All right, anybody like me know what I'm talking about? Is it just me? Don't judge me. That's me all day, every day. Um, I saw her with my contact, and of course, I yell out, and I say, give me the glasses. And, and you ever had your baby or your child just give you one of those evil grins? Like, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> She gave me one of those. And so, and so as I'm going, it was almost as if it was slow motion. I was like doing the dun, 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 because I was on the other side of the room and I'm rushing towards her to snatch the glasses because I see her grabbing the leg of my glasses and I see her doing this motion. And I just, you know, I just going towards her and it was just like, and I just see that. And of course she broke my leg, the leg of the, of the glasses. And so. Yes, that was, that was very much so how I felt. And so, of course, you know, at that moment, I blessed her in Jesus' name. Um, 
And then I realized that the struggle is absolutely real because I had uh, one leg on my glasses. So I had my glasses where we're doing like that, that old Fat Joe song. It just kind of was leaning back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, millennials, like, Pastor, what are you talking? Just Google, Google, yeah. You know, it was doing the rockaway. It's just like lean back. And lean. so I was constantly having to do this. Anyways, long story short, I go to the doctor and... Um, and they tell me, all right, oh, perfect, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll re-up and refill your contacts and, and you, could get, you can get your, your new glasses. But, but the thing is, they said, we got to give you a check because it's been a, it's been a while since you got your last check. So um, what I came to discover was that I needed a new prescription. Anybody like me, that your vision as you get older, it just keeps getting worse and worse, right? They said, you need a new prescription. Uh, in other words, they said, you need a new perspective, I needed a new prescription, in other words, a new perspective for where I am in my life now because the lenses that I was using, I thought they were fine. I thought that I can see good, but I didn't realize that with a new perspective, with a new prescription, that I was going to be able to see even better. I hope that you get ready to catch this, what I'm getting ready to send your way. For this season in your life, for the vision that God is calling you to fulfill, for the mission, the assignment that is on your life, can I tell you, you're going to need a new prescription. You're going to need a new perspective. And let me tell you what you need to do in this season because we're declaring that this is our year to soar. How many believe that with me that this is our year to soar? That means that this year we're believing God that marriages are going to soar. Any, any married folk that say amen to that? We're believing this year that businesses, entrepreneurs in this place, your businesses are going to soar. Do I have any business owners that say amen to that? Yeah, we're believing that families are going to soar this year. We believe that our, if I got people that love this church, I believe that this is our year of ministry in which we are gonna soar. Do I got anybody that believes that and says amen to that? This is my year to soar. But here's the thing. In order for us to fulfill that vision, in order for us to see our families, our marriages, our careers, our relationships, our family ties soar, we have to uh, approach those situations with a brand new lens. And let me tell you what it is. You have to approach it with the lens of faith. The new prescription that you need for this year, in order for you to fulfill that vision, in order for you to fulfill that assignment, you're going to need to view things from the lens of faith. Your vision must be fueled by faith. In fact, faith is the vehicle for your vision. You have to have the right vehicle to get to your destination. I'm from Nicaragua. If I, anybody else except beside me and my sister? Anybody else? Ooh, I got one in the house. I see you, girl. I'm from, I'm from Nicaragua. I can't get to Nicaragua in my Toyota. I need a plane for that. I hope you get ready to catch what I'm sending your way. Uh, 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 if you want to get to a certain place in the ocean, you're going to need to get on a ship or on a boat. You need the right vehicle to get to the right destination. And so if you want to get to the place that God has called you to be and called you to go, you're going to need to get there by the vehicle of faith. Let me tell you what the scripture says about faith. I want you to, as a matter of fact, I want you to take your tablet, your phone out. I tell you every week, get something the right way. I want you to write these notes down because I want you to take this word with you. And, and, and also when you write notes, know that you have a VIP section in heaven. It's in the word. I, I don't know where exactly, but it's in the word. 
that says, for note takers in church, you have a special VIP section in heaven. Watch this. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith, watch this, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's what the Bible says about faith. The writer of Hebrews, uh, some argue that it's the apostle Paul. Some others say it's an unknown writer. I like to go on the side that this is the apostle Paul because of the way that it's written. Uh, he says about faith in this whole chapter, chapter 11, to give you context, he's discussing faith within the context of having faith in Jesus. And he's describing what it really means to have faith. He says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. So just as our physical eyes give us a sense of what is evident in the material world, faith is the sense that gives us evidence in the invisible spiritual world. You've got to have faith. I love what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who we just celebrated recently, he said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. The difference between gambling and having faith, how many gambled here? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> when you go out to the casino, you gamble, you play poker. The difference between a, a, a gamble, taking a risk and having faith is that when you gamble, it's by chance that you'll win. But when you have faith, what faith is, it means that I may not know exactly how the details are going to play out, but I'm certain of who sent me on this mission, and I'm certain that the vision and the promise will come to pass. It's a big difference. I may not see the thing yet that I'm hoping for, but I'm convinced that it is there. I may not be able to see God, but I'm able to hear his voice in through the word. Every time I come to worship, I'm able to sense the Holy Spirit. I can't touch it. It's not tangible, but I'm confident that God is real. Is there anybody in this place that believes that God is real? You may not be able to touch him, but you've experienced his love. You may not be able to see him, but you've experienced and it's been evident to you his power and his grace so it's being convinced of these things you've got to view things now through the vision through the lens of faith by the way uh, I didn't tell you I got, I got, I got, my, new, I got my new eyeglasses y'all want to see them? y'all want to see them? not your head y'all want to see them? y'all know I'm always trying to I'm trying to be up to date and everything, and, and I, I, I try my best to be a little swagged out over here. Um, so you know I had to go all out with my lenses. My brother, my brother, can you help me out? Can you get my, oh, you the egg? We got it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I had to throw these on real quick. How are these looking on me? They looking, huh? All right. So, so, uh. For the vision, you've got to throw on the lenses of faith. When you take them off, you're going to be deceived by your thoughts, by things happening around you. So you've got to throw on the lens so you can see in the spiritual sense 
of what's happening around. A lot of times we fight things and we believe that we can master it in the natural. A lot of times we go through battles and a lot of times we want to accomplish certain things not knowing that in order for us to overcome, you need the lens of faith. And as soon as you take them off, you're going to be self-defeating yourself. And so I want you to soar this year. So I want to give you, I want to give you four points today. I want to give you four points today in order for us to soar about the lens of faith, in order for you to see your family, your marriage, your business, your career, all these things you're believing God for to soar, you've got to number one, and I want you to write this down if you're taking notes, you've got to be able to think higher. You've got to go from a place of being fearful to a place of having faith-filled thinking. Look at what the scripture says in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. But here's the thing. This is the battle that you and I go through, if you're honest with me. A lot of times, the, 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 the God is instructing us in the scripture to meditate, to think about things that are worth it, about, about his word, about his goodness, about the things that he is doing in our life. But it's so easy to get filled with fearful thoughts. It's so easy to get filled with doubtful thoughts. You're in here, and I said you, I told you to lift your hand if you believe in God. But, but, but unless you operate under the lens of faith, you will leave this room still defeating yourself and believing, you know what? It may not come to pass. I've made too many mistakes. I don't know if there's still purpose for my life. Does God love me? I'm not sure because, because you know what? I, I, I feel like I should be in a certain place spiritually. Do I have purpose? See, those are the thoughts when we're fearful, when we're doubtful, when we're anxious, and when we have uh, thoughts of depression. Those are the things we're battling with. But I want to encourage you today to leave with this place with faith-filled thinking. In other words, instead of you wondering whether God loves you, this week when a thought comes in your mind, you declare and say to yourself, I believe that I'm a child of God. I wish I had people of faith in this place. And you saying, I've made too many mistakes, but I want you to declare today, God has made all things new in my life. I might have made mistakes, but I believe that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new person. Do I got any faith-filled people in this place? Come on, don't give me golf claps. If you're going to give it to God, give it up for real. You got to leave this place, leaving behind fearful thoughts. I don't know if my dream is going to come to pass. You better leave this place declaring, I believe that God is for me. And if God is for me, ah, my God, who can be against me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I believe. And therefore, I will speak faith-filled things. Therefore, I will think faith-filled things thoughts. Here's the thing. Look at what the scripture tells us in Romans 12 2. We don't have it up here, but just listen. Romans 12 2, it says, do not conform, conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what the will of God is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you know that everything begins in the mind? The battle is in the mind. And so many people defeat themselves. So many people doubt themselves. So many people, you may be in this place and you're so hard on yourself and 
and you and you wonder and you question I want to encourage you in this place to take a step of faith it doesn't matter what people think about you it may not listen you may look a little crazy when you throw on the lens of faith but throw on the lens of faith and say I believe God I'm gonna walk by faith and I'm not gonna walk by sight I'm not gonna let situations around me bring me down I believe that the best is yet to come but you got to throw on the lens of faith God I don't I don't know if I still have purpose I, I'm, I'm so far from where I should be and God is saying throw the lens of faith because when you throw the lens of faith on you'll be able to say all right I may not be where I want to be but look how far I've made it that's when you throw on the lens of faith I, I, I just, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the talent. I, 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 but when you throw on the lens of faith, God is saying to you that you can look at yourself and say, God has given me purpose. God has given me an assignment. God loves me. And because he loves me, he has a bright future for me. I may have to suffer. I may have to go through things. But I believe that there is an assignment over my life. You got to throw on the lens of faith, baby. As soon as you take these off, you're going to start defeating yourself again. As soon as you take the lens of faith off, you're going to start thinking self-defeating thoughts. And so I want to encourage you to be transformed in your thinking. Whenever an evil or, or, or negative pessimistic thought, I want you to just take hold of that thing and speak to yourself. You may look a little crazy, by the way. You may be in your car and all of a sudden a negative thought that causes anxiety comes over your life. See, I don't know if you'll be honest with me in this place, but I know what I'm talking about because I've been there. When you're, just, when you're just trying to live and you're trying to work and you're trying to be there for your family, but all of a sudden thoughts of anxiety come over you. Thoughts of depression come over you. I want you to leave this place saying, I'm not the same person that I used to be. I believe I have purpose. I believe I have an assignment. I rebuke and cancel negative thoughts I rebuke and cancel pessimistic thoughts I believe Woo. I'm gonna wake somebody up today you gotta be filled with faith filled thinking you've got to understand that having faith filled thinking is not denying reality pastor are you asking me to deny my reality because I'm in a situation because I am battling are you asking me to deny my reality no 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 I'm not asking you to deny reality I'm asking you to face reality but with a new perspective whereas before you would say you would look at the mountain the obstacle the battle you say oh there's no way I'm gonna be able to make it out of this way I want you to say I don't know how but I know that God will make a way. I don't know when he's going to do it, but I trust God to do it. That's faithful thinking. You've got to be transformed in your mind. Number two, number two, and I want you to write this down. You've got to be able to see higher. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint isn't it interesting that God compares he for those who are believers in this place God has a promise over your life and he's compared you to an eagle ain't that interesting he said that those who trust God those who have faith those who wait on the Lord 
will soar, will mount their wings like eagles. The eagle is is a creature that is majestic. It's a creature that is royal. It's a creature that has great significance. Many schools and their mascots are after eagles because it, it gives sort of an, a, 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 a perception of being something that, that, that is significant, that is important. Can you imagine uh, uh, having a team called a chicken? The Philadelphia chickens? Can you imagine that? Or your school. Imagine you went to a school, whether high school, whether college, and your mascot was a chicken. You imagine that for a second. God is not calling you a chicken because a, ch- a chicken is something that, be, that, that feeds from the bottom, but an eagle is something that soars high. Did you know that the vision of an eagle is incredible. The eagle, if you swapped your eyes for an eagle's eye, you could see an ant crawling on the ground from the roof of a 10-story building. If you had eagles, an eagle's vision, you'll be able to see an ant crawling from, the, from, the, from a 10-story building, from the roof. You could make out the expressions of a basketball player's face from the worst seat in the arena. The eagle has incredible vision. And here God is saying that when you trust in him, when you have faith in him, you will mount your wings like the eagle. In other words, you have that promise over your life. But here's the thing. You've got to be able to see higher in the season. The situations that seem difficult before, you've got to approach it with a new perspective. You've got to be able to see things differently. The Bible says that those who wait on the Lord. Now, that word waiting there is interesting because we have an understanding of what waiting is. Waiting is what we do when we're waiting on the doctor. Waiting is what we do when we're waiting on our food. Waiting is what we do when we're waiting for someone to serve us. But in the scripture, the word waiting is, is quite the opposite. It's actually, it's actually having an eager expectation. Those who have faith in the Lord and trust in him have an eager expectation. They're not just waiting for the vision to sit on their lap. They actually have an expectation and they work for the vision. So what do I want to tell you? That in this season, you have to, uh, you have to be willing to work for those things. Uh, the Bible says that faith without works is what? Oh, yeah, I don't know your Bibles. That's all right. That's why I'm your pastor. I'm here to teach you. The Bible says faith without works is dead. That means that you can have all the faith in the world, but if there's not any work attached to it, then things won't happen. So you've got to attach work and faith, faith and work, and then you trust God for the outcome. When you wait on the Lord, that's when you will mount your wings like the eagle because the eagle has vision. And in this place, I want you to have vision. You've got to wait on the Lord. Number three, I want you to write this down. You've got to be able to hear higher. By the way, am I helping anybody out in this place? Say amen if I'm helping you out. Let me know that you're you're in this place. Uh, Do me a favor. Look at the person beside you and ask them, is this helping you? Is this helping you at all? Is this helping you at all? Even if it's not, just say yes. Just say yes. Make me feel good. Just say yes. You've got to be able to hear higher. In other words, grow your faith by hearing from God. This year, if you want to accomplish that vision that God has given you, you've got to be able to hear from him. Look at what the Bible says, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message or the word of God. And the word of God or the message is heard uh, through the word about 
Christ. In order for you to hear from God in this year, if this is your year to soar, you've got to be in the word of God like never before. It's not enough to just come to this place and hear a message. That means on your own, you've got to get into the scripture because every time you get into the word, it's almost like a seed is being planted in your heart. A spiritual seed is being birthed in your heart. And what that does is inevitably you will grow spiritually and you will begin to produce and bear fruit. How do you get productive? How do you produce and how do you get productive? By hearing the word and being a doer of the word. Applying the word of God. Not just hearing the message and not just saying, yes, I hear you, pastor. But on their daily living, applying the word. Every day you get a message. Every day you feel God is correcting you. You say, all right, God, this is something I need to change. I don't know about you, but but this happens to me all the time. Every time I get in my word, I'm like, all right, there's a God. I thought I was good, but now I know I need I need to even do even better in this area. Did that happen to anybody before? The the word of God does that to you. It's a wellspring of life. It produces life. And when you get into the word of God, it will give you the sight that you need. It will give you the wisdom that you need. It will give you the encouragement that you need. But if you go this year without really taking in the word, you won't be able to produce the way that you want to produce. It's through the seed that you begin to nourish that seed. You begin to apply and cultivate that seed that it begins to bear fruit and produce. That's where you get the word productivity, production, producing. For you to produce, you've got to be in the word. How do you get in the word? By listening to these messages. How do you get in the word? When you're at home, you're digesting and taking in and you're meditating on the word of God. You've got to be able to hear higher this year if you want to be able to soar. This is my last point that I have for you today. If we want to soar, we've got to be able to serve higher. In other words, maximize our impact through serving. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Here Jesus is giving a command to his disciples. Do I got any believers in the house? All right. We have a command over our lives. God had a vision. God had a vision as well. John 3, 16. His vision. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who will believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. His vision was to see a humanity, to see a world saved. How was he going to save the world and humanity? Through his son, Jesus Christ. And so here Jesus is saying, therefore, go and make disciples. In other words, go and tell the world about what I've done in your life. So this year... Make it your duty. Make it your business to serve, to share what God has done in your life. If you haven't shared with your coworkers what God has done in your life, you got to throw on the lens of faith and begin to share about what God is doing in your life. If, if you haven't served before, I want this to be the year that you ask, how can I get connected to the church? And how, how can I serve God with my gift and my talents? I wish I had my volunteers, my servant leaders that will get excited about that because this year I'm believing God that God is going to raise people up in our church and you're going to give your talents and God is going to use you incredibly if you want to soar this year you've got to serve and you've got to maximize your impact through service 
You've got to share with the world what God has done in your life. If you got a testimony in this place, let your coworkers know. Let your relatives know. If you have something to offer in this place, in our ministry, we can use it in this place. God is waiting on you to be a servant leader. I want to see my family soar. You've got to be the servant in the family. I want to see my marriage soar. You've got to be the servant in your marriage. I want to see our ministry soar. I want to see it grow. Then ask, how can I get connected? Uh, Shameless plug, the 27th, we're having membership class, by the way. If you haven't connected to our membership class and find out how you can get connected and find out what God is doing in this place and hear more about my story of how this ministry began and the vision of where God is taking us and how you can begin to grow spiritually we're going to be doing that if you haven't done that last year I don't want this year to be a repeat of last year I want you to get connected because when you get planted in the church that's when you will begin to grow spiritually you can't grow spiritually when you when you go from place to place you've got to be planted baby you begin to bear fruit when you're planted in the house and so this year I want you to make it your business that you will be planted in the house I've determined that this year my family and I we will serve the Lord I want to know if I have families in this place that want to see your relatives get saved that want to see your relatives get healed I'm believing that when you get planted you're going to begin to see those things in your life you're going to begin to produce and bear spiritual fruit that your very own family members and what's happening there at hope center you're going to be able to tell them i put on my lens <laughs> this year can't be a repeat of last year you got to put on the lens of faith. You got to be able to hear from God this year. You got to be able to maximize your impact. If you want to see these areas grow, you got to throw the lens on that faith. It's been enough. You've had enough time when you battle with fear. You've had enough time when you battle with your anxiety and beating yourself up. I want to declare that this is the year. Take the step and when you, and if you get knocked down, can I tell you, pick yourself right back up and keep on going. If you feel like you make a mistake this year, I want you to give yourself back up and keep on going failure does not define you this is your year to soar you have to keep on going and say I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight I won't let these things hold me back anymore you've spent all these years in the same place doing the same things talking the same thing with the same people it's time baby it's time for you to transition it's time for you to break away from comfort I wish I had somebody I feel like preaching in this place I want to know if there's anybody that will lift up their hand and say this year I will break from my comfort this year I will walk by faith my God y'all too afraid man y'all getting on my nerves can anybody lift their hands up and say God this is my year I won't let anything hold me back I won't let anyone hold me back. Relationships held me back before. This year they won't hold me back. Friends told me I couldn't do it. This year I'm going to do it. This year I'm going to graduate. This year I'm going to launch the business. This year. But you got to do it through the lens of faith. 
You can't do it on your own. How do I do it, pastor? How do I do it? You've got to walk by faith. You've got to trust in Jesus like never before. You've got to place your confidence in him. You've got to be planted in the house of God and get connected with people so we can move forward, so we can progress, so that we can serve and maximize our impact. You've got to do it through the lens of faith. Thanks so much again for tuning in. I hope that you join us the next time. If you are in the DMV area, please make sure to come out on a Sunday at 1.30 p.m. You can find more information at myhopecenter.org. And you can also stay connected to us on social media. We are at My Hope Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So you can search us up, connect with us, and uh, I hope to hear from you all and see you all very soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.